0: Hey folks, welcome to this episode of the Everyday Millionaire Mindset Matters podcast, where I'm joined again by Stephanie Hanlon-Francie. In these episodes, Stephanie and I open a conversation about different aspects of what we refer to as Mindset Matters. Today, more than any time before, we believe that we're living in and through what is unfolding as one of the most impactful global events in history. The COVID pandemic is driving never-before-seen change in the world, which is leading to escalating confusion, uncertainty, and ultimately, fear. Your view of the world, or more specifically, your view of your world, represents how you will experience the evolution and changing dynamics of it, whether it is the growing societal divisiveness, the need to pivot in a business or career, or for many, the shifting family dynamics, few have trained for or know how to prepare for what is unfolding before us. However you are experiencing what is happening in your world, Stephanie and I are committed to guiding and supporting facilitating deeper conversations in the realm of our mental, emotional, and spiritual health and well-being. These Mindset Matters episodes are intended to provide a context of what are bigger and deeper conversations that we hope inspire you to ask yourself different questions or to pause to consider how you view your world, your life. We invite you to check in to ask yourself, is the path you're on the best path for your journey And are you still clear on your intended destination or has it changed? Our intention for each Mindset Matters episode is to provide you useful tools that you can apply in your life to help you in taking meaningful steps in achieving your vision, your goals, to be your greatest self and live your best life. Listen in, enjoy. Stephanie Hanlon Francie, here we are. Episode number four, the Everyday Millionaire podcast, Mindset Matters. we got some things to talk about today.
1: We do. We've been getting tons of great feedback on our previous few podcasts, so uh, it's inspired us to dig a little deeper.
0: Keep on going. And today, it's just interesting because there's a little bit of a vision. Not, well, I want to say a little bit. I mean, we have a vision for we where we'd like things to go. And today is really about that ability to kind of fits in the energy and focus management category last i think one of our podcasts we talk about discipline in this particular instance we're going to talk about vision
1: Yes, vision, the difference between vision, mission, purpose, all the things, those words get collapsed and kind of compiled into one conversation. But they're very, very different constructs when it comes to really living your life and, and achieving the goals that you say you want.
0: Well, this is interesting because, you know, for many, many years, the Real Estate Investment Network has talked a lot about your beliefs, your why, creating that big picture and, you know, I'm a big advocate of that, as uh, as are you. Uh, people have vision boards. They have collages. And generally, those vision boards and collages are about, you know, the future state. Years down the road, you know, it's uh, children, grandchildren. It's, you know, nice houses. It's fantastic vacations. It's really cool. It's like, you know, that big picture Uh, manifest, you know, get into the world of uh, manifesting, you know, the secret, which is, you know, have the vision and things will start to show up.
1: True. Um, That's part of it. You can have the vision and the vision board. And now, especially with apps, you can have dream boards on your phone and looking into the future. But the truth is you can't just set that type of intention and then sit around and trust on your butt. You can't. I mean, people believe that to a certain extent. And I, I know that it's the easy way. But when it comes down to the truth of it, th- that's just the beginning. That just scratches the surface. I mean, we all are set up to go, okay, well, what do we want? What do we want? What do we want? But it's way easier to identify what we don't want. So I think the power of vision boards and the power of dream boards and really setting things forward is about, first of all, identifying what you don't want and then shifting into what you do want.
0: Okay, so let's break it down into a couple little parts and pieces. Okay, so you've worked with thousands of of. Um athletes over the years. I've worked with thousands of real estate investors. We see those that achieve certain results. We see where those that have a vision and they don't ever seem to make them. They don't seem to get into action. So let's break it down into smaller pieces. The point is this, is I think the oversight that I've seen and I've made myself is that we have these big visions that are actually years down the road. That's perfect. Got it. Manifest. Consciousness. Universal law. I, I mean, all of those conversations. Totally get it. The, here's the thing that I see and I know for myself, and I'll give a recent example of just what's going on for me. But ultimately, we don't have a vision for the challenges we're going to face. We don't actually have a vision for how we're going to get through the tough spots. How are we going to uh, manage the the criticisms? How are we going to manage the uh, hurdles that we face? And if we don't have that vision, the long-term vision kind of just can we can, it can fade away. Now, I think by nature, some people have those long-term visions and they're like a dog with a bone. I mean, they just grab it and they go with it. And that's cool. That's not the norm. That is actually the exception. So I'll give you my example. So, you know, many years ago when I would run half marathons, as much as I had a vision for a time that I wanted to achieve in that marathon and getting through it, I had that vision of going through it. I also had the vision of what was going to happen uh, given what I knew about my body and my and my mindset, what my brain and what my self-talk was gonna be at minute 20. Minute 20 was a magic number for me. Like that first 20 minutes of my run, like I'm just bitching. I'm going, what the hell am I doing? This makes no sense. My body hurts, all of the rest of it. Now, at literally, because I ran by a heart monitor and a stopwatch, I literally at minute 20 and a half whatever endorphins kicked in and all of a sudden like i'm going i'm awesome i'm gonna kill this i'm gonna make this and then i would run so the point is this is that the vision was to break a time you know be in shape and break a specific time on those half marathons as you recall okay then i had a vision for what was going to happen if the weather was shitty we were i was running a royal royal victoria marathon for example not a tough run it's pretty flat cool But weather, you know, it could be rainy, chilly, which on a couple occasions or one occasions for sure it was. But then I have to have a vision. What am I going to do when I hit that weather pattern? If I hit it, am I going to have the mental wherewithal to get through it? You know, if I had to, crap, I got to stop for, I got to go pee. Shit. You know, now what? You know, that's going to take, you know, 60 seconds off my, it's going to add 60 seconds to my time. Now I got to pick up my pace. Those are real things that happen. And so, but I had the vision for how I was going to react to that.
1: We call those in the world of sport, we call those the what-if exercises. So we set the vision, set the mission, set the outcome, work backwards. And then the day-to-day grind, in a sense, also has to be planned for. So you think about the what-if exercises. um, We talk about barriers to the podium. What are the worst-case scenarios? And those are the conversations that most people actually don't realize are the goals People mm-hmm. think the goal is the outcome of getting a certain time at the marathon mm-hmm. or the gold medal at the Olympics. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. Those are the outcomes of the goals and the and the minute um, minutia steps that you have to take along the way to get there. And that happens on a day-to-day, minute-by-minute, sometimes second-to-second standpoint.
0: I think it's such a big conversation. It's a, an oversight that people have because they and I, I'll use. The, I'm just using the secret as an example only because it's you know the most I think or one of the most public, and you know in terms of people that have read the book or watched the videos, whatever that might be. The point is this: is that even myself, I use the the marathon as an example. But let's say over recently, so back in July, you know I had an injury, so a weird bulge disc. I mean shut my legs down. Weirdest thing, pain, crazy. And it has been a bitch of a recovery. I mean, it's been tough from many, many aspects, you know, not, not only the discomfort, but the fact that it shut me down energetically, like it was like, I had no power, you know, I'm going upstairs to bed and it's like, I'm grabbing the handrail and pulling myself up. And so it mentally, emotionally, all the rest of it broke me down. Now, my outcome is to get back into working out. I'd let myself even get out of shape over the course of COVID. So I have all this mental self-talk going on, but ultimately, and, and I'd put on weight. Now, within the context of that, I have a vision that says I got to get back to being healthy, and then, I have to, and then I have the vision of getting back into training, bringing my weight back down, and the work that's involved. Now, this is, I think, the key. And I only just discovered this for myself, like really recently. Like I'm, I'm, I'm sharing it as if I've always known it. I haven't. It's just a realization that I had in the study of these programs that we're doing is, and the research is, oh shit, that's what I do. Isn't that interesting? That's how I got through it. And so I actually had a vision of getting in the gym, and I have no excuses because the freaking gym. We got an awesome gym that's literally. I'm just off my office. So no excuses, but I'm making the commitment, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, get my body moving to some level to recover. And my vision was for the work I would have to do, how bitchy I would get having to do it, how much I wouldn't want to do it. But I had to have the vision of how am I going to get through that? How am I going to mentally, emotionally, spiritually get through it to get to the outcome? Now I sit here today, 20 pounds lighter. I'm back in the gym on a regular basis. My legs have anything but recovered, by the way. Uh, Atrophy was awful. And, uh, you know, simple thing like deep knee lunges with no weights. I have trouble balancing around, which just annoys the crap out of me. But, and, and here's where my voice goes, by the way, I'm going to share this with you. I think, I don't know if I've told you this or not, but my brain is going, PF, you're 63 years old. What do you expect? And I have to go, fuck you. Like 63 makes no difference to me. Like, I don't have a 63-year-old view of my world. You know, I'm 40 at best.
1: Well, that's the Clint Eastwood, don't let the old man in.
0: Don't let the old man in. And for those of you who haven't heard that story, because we brought it up, we share the story very quickly. Clint Eastwood, his crew, by the way, who he, when he produces a movie, produces and directs a movie, he travels with the same crew. And if you talk to any of the veterans that have worked with him, he says, you walk onto a Clint Eastwood set, and it's like zen. There's no yelling, screaming. Energy is chill because that's how he conducts it. Anyways, long story short, they're doing whatever movie they're doing. They're walking through the jungle. And this is my memory of the story, by the way. Could not be 100% accurate. Walking through the jungle and he's carrying stuff and he's walking. And one of the crew members come up and go, Clint, like, you're the star. Why don't you just... Copter her in grab a chopper dude like why are you walking and uh you know you're kind of at that point in that age and 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 Clint Eastwood looked at him and goes don't let the old man in don't ever I don't want to ever let the old man in so that's the story
1: yeah I love that story and for me it's don't let the old woman in
0: yeah, totally. Right?
1: Because when we think about all the the things that we're focused on in the last little while and, and the, the request and the demand for this conversation that's coming up around mindset and and people are bumping into some really old, old mental patterns, I think, that aren't gonna serve them going forward into this new world. And when you think about your body or, or growing um, you know, aging and, and resisting it every every step of the way and, and not denying it, but also just telling the truth. Yeah. You know. It's not, we're all given the same amount of time during the day, 24 hours, you know, three sections of eight hours, eight hours of sleep, et cetera. We're all given that same time. Mm -hmm. But what are we doing with it? That's why I think time management is such a fallacy when it comes to mission and goal setting is that we're given the same amount of time. So how is it so many people can achieve so much greater things? And some people just just don't achieve anything at all. So I don't Mm -hmm. think it's time management or time that we're struggling with. I think it's energy management and focus management.
0: Well, you know, and and I argue that all the time. I actually share on Rain Channel and, and other talks that I've done around time management, there is actually no time management. Time is time. It just keeps on ticking, right? It is focus management. It's what you do with your time. So that's always an interesting conversation to get into. But the point of it is this, is that we set these goals. We have these views of the world. We want these, we have these visions somewhere, whether we say it out loud, build a vision board, a collage of pictures and all the things that are suggested in which I totally support. But we also have to have a vision for the, the work part of it how are you going to face the struggles and and as well have a vision for the fun you're gonna have it's not that we've got to get detached from the outcome where I'll be happier when I'll just be happy when I have a million dollars or a thousand dollars whatever that is or I've you know it was never for me like running the marathon or the half marathon beating my time was cool right? And there was a part of me that went, ah, man, you know, I'm top 25 in my age group, cool, or whatever the number was. Wouldn't it be, uh, you know, maybe I would want to have a vision for being top five, right? But I'm a Clydesdale. I'm never going to achieve that. (laughs) I mean, let's face it, you know.
1: You're not a stallion?
0: No, I'm not. I'm not a, you know, I'm not an Arabian, you know, that runs, okay? So anyways, the point is this. When we what we have going on and what we have that we're facing in the world today. Okay. Because part of this podcast was driven by the divisiveness, the polarity, the challenges that our people that people are facing facing given what's happening in a pandemic world and there's so many things that are involved in that there's a a changing economy there's jobs that are being lost there's escalating prices you know there's a vax and no vax I mean it's just crazy what's happening in the world and we can either be pissed off about it which I'm one of the guys that will get pissed off in a moment about it but then I don't deny that it's happening, then I'm choosing consciously how I face that. So I still have a vision of optimism. I still have a vision of achieving certain goals, You know, taking the Real Estate Investment Network and continuing to build it, uh, our retail business, build it. You have your businesses that you're trying to build. We have a vision for this podcast to get the message, to get a message out there, to create a tribe or a community, if you will, a tribe, there I am talking with my hands, A tribe or a community that we have a vision that they get into a conversation that when we get together on our webinars we have open conversation not unlike we did when we ran our uh, shift program setting honest intentions for transformation because that's the work that we want to do at this point in our lives and we've got a lot of experience in it and we do that so I want to go back to your athletes because I mean imagine these kids and I call them kids, young adults. They're kids. Everybody's a kid to me these days, it seems. But the point is this, is that they're going for Olympic gold, silver, bronze. They're going, well, they're actually all going for gold.
1: That's right. <laughs> we teach them all to win, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're all to win. But that can be, you know, I mean, let's just say they start, I mean, number one, it's a, a it's a multi-year journey, even if you're just starting out. You know, if you're 10 and all of a sudden you wake up and you have the vision of an Olympic because you watch whatever athlete. But then there is now I'm in it. I actually have a chance for it. I'm going to world competitions, and I'm going I'm on the process. I'm on the circuit of qualifying for an Olympic opportunity. So that's a four year journey. is that right? Four that yeah. times
1: three, probably. It's about a twelve year journey from inception of goal to actually potentially walking in the ceremonies twelve year twelve to sixteen years
0: so. Talk to us a little bit, because this all applies to business owners, by the way. This all applies to real estate investors. It applies to what we often talk about in the champion's journey and is who are you being in the context of your life, which is a lot about the vision for how you're getting through the day-to-day work. Who are you in the context of your life? Who are you being?
1: Well, you know, it's funny. I don't know if you remember me telling you this story, but when it comes to uh, the journey of being a champion, and there's an environment that gets set up when you set a goal to be an athlete, whether it's uh, uh, hockey or, or or bowling or tiddlywinks or figure skating, is there's a community that's created that the journey that it takes, the four to, to eight to 12 to 16 years to get to the podium is normalized. Everybody knows that's part of the journey. So everybody gets the opportunity to buy into it and then start to put the people in place, the 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 support systems, the coaches that know that it's going to be a journey. It's not going to be a surprise. But what happens is that we step over the qualities that we need and who we need to become as individuals and what we want that day-to-day to to be like. And if you're not really in some level enjoying the pain or enjoying the grind, or at least embracing and understanding how adversity is going to launch you moving forward, then that doesn't allow you to bring yourself to a place of using challenge and using uh, adversity to get better. Now, I don't know if I, if you remember me telling you this story is one of the saddest things I've ever experienced after an Olympic Games was leaving the arena in in Pyeongchang. Oh no, this was in Torino. So in 2006, leaving the arena, I'm on the bus. Um, there was lots of adversity, things that were going on all over the place. One thing leads to another. and I get on the bus and I am sitting next to one of the coaches that had been there and I'd been with for the last 17 days. He's Russian former Olympic and world champion from, I want to say, the early nineties. And I remember talking to him and thinking, you know, I just need to have a conversation with somebody outside of our circle. So I was saying, you know, how are things and how was that Olympic experience for you, et cetera, et cetera. I said, I can't imagine what that would have been like for you and your wife and being on the top of the podium. And it was incredible. And I started making up the story in my head. And then I realized he wasn't talking. And I looked at him and I said, oh, oh, so am I on the wrong track? And he goes, yeah, you're bringing something up, which is, it's fine. And, you know, out in the media and in the real world, it sounds like a great story. But the truth of the matter, it was the saddest moment of my life. Mm. And I, I was, what? What do you mean the saddest moment of your life? You're sitting there, your national anthem's being sung uh, to the rafters. You've got the medal around your neck. You're wearing the crown of of roses. You're skating around and you're receiving all the accolades. The next thing you know, there's going to be all this opportunity and finances and success, et cetera. And he goes, yeah, that's what everybody thinks. He said, when when I look back, he goes, I can't remember the day-to-day. I don't remember... I, I, I miss my family. I, I can't remember certain things. He said, it was the saddest moment of my life because I didn't know what I was going to do afterwards. Mm. I didn't know who I was going to be. Am I going to be a coach? Am I going to be a judge? Am I just going to go home and I'm just going to fade away and be some fat Russian sitting on the couch? And he was so honest. And I just it hit me between the eyes. And I realized in that moment, and that's like February 2006 is when I realized that there's no way that any athlete that I'm going to work with is not going to know who they are when they step down off the podium after their Olympic journey?
0: So, you know, when you consider that, it's really getting regrounded in the journey. Everybody focuses on the outcome and forgets about the journey. And so, in the context of mindset matters, in the context of focus and energy management, which is really this segment, we have to stay grounded in really understanding that the journey, the challenges we face, And we'll talk about that in another episode um, that we've got coming up around the Champions Paradox and the realization that the challenges are what help us grow. It is in the context of being mindful of and having a vision for your work and the work that you're going to do. Those challenges are going to be what you grow. I mean, all of the, the wins are awesome, but you don't grow from them. You grow from the hurdles, the challenges, you know, it's like you get stronger by lifting more weight. You get, you get stronger by challenging yourself more physically. In this case, we're talking about physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all parts of it. Now I want to go back to your kids and your, and your skating. You've got this Olympic outcome to your story about your Russian coach that you met with your athletes. How are they getting through four years every day six hours five hours eight hours a day you know often seven days a week not always they have a day of rest of course and this is something i think it's important is that they don't perform at a hundred percent every day you know they you i mean that's something you coach them around which is not only physically but mentally you know are you, you know you're training at you know, say 60% or 70% or whatever that number is for them on that given training day. So give us a little bit of a walkthrough about the vision that how they set up their day-to-day.
1: Well, it's the same thing as being organized at the beginning of the week, you know, starting with your always with the diet, with with nutrition. How do you take care of your body? You know, the body is so important when it comes to the the vehicle. We, you know, if if we don't take care of our body, where where the heck are we gonna live, right? Mm-hmm. It's the body that's gonna get us through. So when you really think about the mind and the body connection, it's important to to really nurture that relationship. They always say the longest distance in the world is from your head to your heart. And that's true, is that in order to make a journey and make a commitment to a four, eight, 12-year um, outcome of of being Olympic champion, even getting to the games, it means you have to care. You have to care deeply, not just about what you say you want on the outside, but who you're having to become. You have to care about yourself enough to eat properly, to give yourself the, the mental... Um, nutrition that you need to learn about journaling and meditation learn how to get grounded learn that energy management management is so important you can't go 80 to 100 percent every single training day that's ridiculous you know i'll call it the monday factor for example so we're planning the weeks out we work backwards from a travel day this week we're on our way to skate america in las vegas um, working backwards last week to okay how are we going to plan what are the distractions that are going on right now what's in your way is your equipment looked after so we go around the circle for example in a seven areas of life and make sure that by the time they get on the airplane for this particular competition, they're completely grounded and ready to go nothing's in their way, no distractions, no family issues. They learn to turn off their notifications. We do a social media fast. We take care of the emotional, spiritual, mental side of things. And they're, it's so baked into some of the athletes that I work, they don't even actually realize they're doing it now. For some of them, it's been now four, six, eight years that they've been doing that. Now they do it by rote. It's what they do to take care of themselves so that they can perform at the highest level then you break that down when you get to competition for example we get there and we call it the monday factor okay the monday factor knowing that you're going to be tired you gonna be exhausted maybe you've got some heavy legs because there's been a travel day or maybe there's been a little bit of a day off because as you know as an athlete patrick and i know is that when you take two days off and you don't even have some active rest or act you know light activity your legs get heavy mm-hmm. it's like starting all over again so mentally that's a grind that's a push so we 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 fold that in, make sure, you know, on a Monday or whatever the day of the week that this Monday falls on is that the expectations are lowered. The expectations, we're just going to kiss the ice. We're just going to skate around. We're just going to connect. We're just going to partner. We're going to engage in the environment. We're going to hang out. We're going to have a nap, do a light workout. And then you start to increase again. It's like the old school thermometers, right? You turn it up, And then you turn it down and you're in control of that. And that's the thing with athletes is that they start to learn that they're in control of their energy management. And if they're going and they're trying to redline every, because somebody's saying, work harder, you got to go 110% all the time. You got to show up because you're always being judged. And they get to the competition and there's judges in the stands, for example, for practices. I'll go, you know, okay, well, let's just call this a rehearsal then. This is not a practice. If you want to rehearse and you want to perform to the judges, do that for three and a half minutes. And then let's dial it down for the rest of the practice, because you're not going to win the competition in a practice, mm-hmm. you're going to g- gain gain the the confidence and the courage that it takes, and 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 share the competition energy and all the things that happen. But the truth is, each person has their own responsibility to learn to dial it down and to dial it up when it counts.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I like that growl in your voice. Whoever you were imitating there, that was very, <laughs> very aggressive. Oh my gosh. Anyways, so we we go. So when we let's let's add some additional context to all of this. When we talk about that, the point is around all of it is the mindset that we have to have is creating a vision for the work that we have to do to get there. Now, you know, I go back to just using myself as an example, which is lose weight, start to get back in shape. One of the messages I have for myself is I I and I'm 100% know this to be true is because I've worked out for many many years, well over 30 years in a very focused way and I was always active as a young man growing up. But the point is this is that I when I'm having those negative conversations with myself telling me this isn't worth it, this is a pain in the ass, why are you doing this? Like all the negative self-talk you can get into when you're having to push yourself for the through the first 20 minutes, you know, is is that I, I rely on muscle memory and I know that my legs will come back. I know that the rest of my body will become, come back because of muscle memory. So those are all mindset matters, if you will. Now we've talked about, you know, working out, we've talked a little bit about your athletes. I mean, what does this mean to anybody, you know, that isn't in this space? You know, we talk about real estate investors and guess what? You're going to go buy your first deal or you're going to get through your first uh, or your next, doesn't matter, first or next fix and flip, your next burr, whatever that might be on the real estate side of it, for example. And guess what? You better have a vision for the work it's going to take and the guaranteed headaches that are going to show up. And for those of you who happen to be flippers or, or real estate investors, there's shit happening all the time. Whether it's financing, joint venture partners, parts that don't show up or like uh, materials that don't show up on time for the, the gig. Those are all of it. In the meantime, what else have you got? What's your vision? And this is something you and I talk a lot about in Champion's Journey, which is what is your vision for who you are as a champion parent, a mom, a dad, a champion coworker, a champion business owner. So you have the vision that you want to be and who you want to be as a parent. Are you really doing it consciously? Like consciously? Most are, I would think, but I don't know that to be true. Sometimes I look at it and go, I don't think people are. Like, I don't think they're paying attention to the reality that how they're being as parents is influencing their kids. Oh right? my
1: gosh. Don't get me started on that. Okay. So we think about that. <laughs> okay. Okay. okay, okay ho- hockey you dad. work,
0: you work with a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Hockey dad, hockey parent one oh one. Honestly, like I understand what you're saying. And 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 it's not just hockey parents. It's it's parents who are committed to their athletes, to their children, sure. really having a goal and having a dream. And sometimes they forget that it's not their goal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's their child's goal, or it's it's the goal that they're trying to support. And sometimes what we're dealing with is, what I'm dealing with with an athlete is not just the the athlete's goals, but the pressure that the parents have put on for whatever Mm. reason and expectations, whether it's financial or uh, maybe they didn't have their own goal when they were growing up or they had a cup of coffee in the NHL and they think they have all the information that they need to make their child an NHL star that is one of the biggest barriers to success that i know of and i i love parents and you know how much i want to uh, how much i work with parents and how much i i believe in the role that the parents play but the truth is that they can actually also do the opposite
0: okay so good lesson for any parents perhaps listening uh, uh, perhaps a good lesson for parents that are listening but this also speaks to something on, especially with the older athletes right is that when we go back to vision vision for Whatever goal that they have, whether it be a Stanley Cup or an Olympic gold and doing swimming. I don't care. The point is is especially with the older athletes, is understanding from a mindset point of view is the vision and the work that they have to deal with is with friends and family who want a piece of them. We've seen that many times, especially on the professional athlete side of it. Oh, you know, the
1: entourages. The you know?
0: entourage, come down to the dressing room and all those things <laughs> that happen. Well, guess what? You better have a mindset for that because on game day, it's like, oh shit, I gotta get Uncle Joe some tickets and I forgot and blah, blah, blah. And he wants to come down to the dressing room. That of course is a distraction and you better have a mindset and a vision for the work that goes into that and the distractions that happen. Go back to what we were talking about before, which is got it, Belize, outcome, Olympic goals, champion's journey. But within the context of the journey, our mindset is to have a vision For the work we have to do the vision to how are we going to get through the challenges? Some of them, you know, by the way, I mean, some of them, and I say you the universal audience listening, whoever that might be, you know, I'm going to start a business, I'm going to start investing in real estate, and you're going to have naysayers, you're gonna have people questioning you. And what are you going to say when you're significant other or your parents to say, what the hell are you doing? Are you crazy? You better have a vision for how you're going to deal with that and and not make it wrong. Just realize that how you choose to do it. That's the mindset matters in this context when it comes to energy and focus, because if that shows up as a pre-vision you're not nearly as much energy, time and distraction as when you actually have had a vision of, and you're prepared for it mentally.
1: And it's not a shock. Because that you're going to learn in in Mindset Matters and the Champions Journey that we talk about is you're going to learn how to navigate those naysayers. Mm-hmm. Because there are always going to be people that are going to tell you you can't do it, that you're crazy, that why are you sacrificing and life is short and why are you doing this? And why don't you just come and hang out with me and it's going to be a lot easier and way more fun. And especially right now, we're being things are being taken away from people that they never thought they would ever have taken away. And we are not, equipped as a society, we are soft Mm -hmm. on so many levels. And the gift that I have just being in the trenches with athletes, just fighting and grinding to survive what's going on, not just right now, but just on the journey of trying to get outside the norm and just be doing something that's, you know, a little bit different or special, or just give me, you know, an opportunity just to show what I can do. But right now we're being told, you can't do this, you can't do that. If you don't do this, you can't do this. And the threat, and we're not equipped and that's why mindset matters so important to me right now is that I want to be able to equip people everyday athletes just people that want to just move through and navigate the adversity that's going on right now but use me you know you stand on the shoulders I mean I've got a hundred years of working in adverse situations with athletes and helping them build resilience and not just athletes but real estate investors business owners my business partners friends and family like that's what i'm born to do that's my passion that's my gift and when i hear people talk about the things that they can't do right now because they don't have a job or because they're going to be forced to quit this well who are you now if that's going to be taken away from you mm. we've never in the history ever dealt with anything this traumatic and i think in, unless we have a conversation and can help people draw out the skills that they do have and the commitment they do have to themselves and point out to them, this is going to pass, this too shall pass. This mm-hmm. two shall prepare me. Is that but they're being stopped right now. Mm-hmm. And I want this conversation, whether it's mindset matters or shifted, the conversations we're having day to day with the people that we care about, is that they know that there's a safe place and to have these conversations, to dig into it, to unpack it, to express your fears, to express the 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 devastation or the absolute shock of what's happening in our life right now. And just know that the conversations are there people have been through some big adversity that want to help. And for us, we just want to keep creating the space to have these conversations.
0: And thank you for that. That's great. And this is Mindset Matters. And the reality of it is, is that We're going through it too. I mean, we've got all of the challenges that we've got mentally, emotionally, spiritually, business-wise. Financially. Financially, family. I mean, we've we've got it all. We're going through it in real time and, uh, you know, and we're able to do it and we don't know necessarily what the outcomes are going to be. We really don't. But all I know is that we're focused on the journey and who we're going to be in the journey and... uh, Because that doesn't change. That doesn't change. And the outcome will be awesome or it will not be the outcome we're expecting, which means that it'll be a different outcome, which just opens up a door for another decision and another opportunity. And uh, yeah, what have I got to say about that? We're going through it with everybody at the same time. That's the power of Mindset Matters. That's the power of being part of this community and this journey. Stephanie Hanlon, thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Patrick. And looking forward to our our next uh, chinwag.
0: Champions Paradox.
1: Champions Paradox coming up.
0: Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. If you found value in the podcast, please take the time to rate and review and share with others. Share with your friends. As it is my goal to always improve and to provide the highest value for you, the listener. If you have any comments, suggestions or questions you'd like answered, please email me at ceo@raincanada.com. At That's ceo@r e i ncanada.com. I look forward to hearing from you and until next time, patrick go.